Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Allison. And I'm Taylor. And we're the hosts of the Anxiety Chicks podcast, where we dive deep into the reality of anxiety, nutrition, and mental health. Listen as we explore all things anxiety healing while keeping it real, including our own struggles with mental health. We'll bring our expertise as healing professionals to the conversation while discussing the tools and strategies you need to heal the anxious mind. Listen to the Anxiety Chicks on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Anxiety Chicks podcast. I'm Allison Sepinera. And I'm Taylor. And we're excited to have you back this week, Taylor. We missed you. Yes, I missed you guys. We had such a nice conversation with Micheline. Um I don't know if you were able to listen to it yet or not, but the connection that I had in my mind between my own anxiety and possible ADHD or ADD was so clear after that episode. Um, If you guys haven't listened to it, go back and listen. Um, Micheline is a pretty big force on social media. She has a lot of followers on TikTok. I wanted to say over a million. I'm not sure. Um, and Instagram. And she's also a psychotherapist like me. And um, she actually recently got diagnosed with ADHD and thought she had, I mean, she also, so ADHD and ADD are very connected to anxiety and there's a lot of research around it, but she only recently, I think she's like in her thirties, got diagnosed with ADD and recognized how much it's that's influenced her anxiety and how so many of the symptoms overlap, which you might not be aware of. It's so crazy. So go back and check that out. But we did miss you, Taylor. And we're happy to have you back. And I'm excited about today's topic. Me too. It's I know. Interesting. It's something yeah. like I think a lot of people don't think about. No, I know. I think because also, well, we're talking about stress versus anxiety today, y'all. Um, <clears throat> and I think... I think it's really hard, especially these days, because so many people use the word anxiety as just, I'm having anxiety. I mean, you know, it's sort of like you have a little bit of an overwhelming day and a lot of people just use that word without being able to identify, you know, that there's some other emotion going on maybe. Um, And so what's interesting is that there, if you're listening and you're you're thinking, oh, wait, what, there's a difference between me feeling really overwhelmed and and maybe stressed versus anxiety? Because even back in the day, you know, before I was even a therapist or even when I was going through school, I, I really didn't know the difference either. 
Um, and so I hope this gives you a little bit more clarity about, you know, your own anxiety and when you have certain moments of stress. So, yeah, I think it's so interesting. Did you know how much you know about the differences, Taylor? I don't think I've ever even thought about it. Like, I'm like, I don't know. I feel like, I don't know. It's kind of weird. Like when you brought it up, the topic up to me, I was like, stress. I'm like, what is stress? (laughs) Like, I only know anxiety. (laughs) Interesting. Yeah. So, okay. So when you were thinking about that in your, with your own personal, you know, connection to it, why did you think that? Like you only know anxiety. I think like every time I feel overwhelmed, it's just like, oh, that's anxiety. Okay. So that's so, that's what I, that's what I was thinking other people would think too. Um, Crazy. Okay. So let's just get into it for anyone that doesn't know and wants to know a little bit more about stress versus anxiety. um, And I, so here's the thing. I think of anxiety probably differently than a lot of people because I'm a psychologist. So when I hear anxiety, I think of, you know, the DSM and all of the the diagnosis disorders like post-traumatic stress disorder, social anxiety disorder, um, you know, OCD, um, illness anxiety disorder. I, so in my mind, as a therapist, I'm just like a okay, diagnose. Like when people says say anxiety now, I'm thinking, oh, well, okay, what type of thing? Especially in my private practice, I'm not like diagnosing people when they're talking to me about being stressed. But, um, but in your mind, it probably doesn't go straight to like a diagnosis with anxiety, but it just feels what for you, like really overwhelming. Yeah, like. I guess when I think about stress, when you actually have me sit here and think about it, um, I think of, you know, I perform better under stress. So I know that when things have to get done by a certain time and I have that certain time, I'm, I get things really done at an excellent speed. Like when I, I'm a, I'm a good, like last minute, got to get this done kind of person. And so I guess that's kind of stress, not anxiety. That would be stress, you know. Uh, and then anxiety. <sighs> That's just like everything else I feel, I guess. Interesting. Okay. I don't know. That's uh, This is very odd. You're triggering okay. different parts of my brain, Allison. S- yes. I'm sorry. I know. And if you're listening now, you're probably thinking, oh my gosh, wait, what? what's going on? This you're is You're stressing, stressing me out, me out. about <laughs> the difference between stress and anxiety. <laughs> um, okay. Hopefully that you guys get it clear. Okay. So let me explain to you stress versus anxiety. Um, okay. And this is coming from medical news today. Uh, and we did a little bit of research. I wanted to make sure I gave you guys some really good information. So the main difference between stress versus anxiety are certain, there could be a lot of overlap with physical symptoms, which we will um, tap into, but stress is more short term and anxiety can sort of linger a, a longer time, right? Like over a period of time. So that's one main difference. Stress is more short-term. Stress also is in response to a recognized threat and anxiety may not have an identifiable trigger. So for example, with stress, um, it's caused by an external cause, right? So that might be, say you have like a meeting at work, you know, like you have a deadline at work and you know that that is something you're really just ruminating about, or you had an argument with a friend and that's just on your mind and you're really feeling stressed out about this argument. Um, 
that is kind of, you know, a very clear trigger, right? To something you're feeling in your body. And anxiety may not have that. Not always. I mean, with anxiety, you may know once you kind of become more aware of yourself what those are, right? You can identify it, but it also lingers, right? Anxiety lingers. So those are the two main um, two main things. Um, another thing is with stress, it usually goes away once the situation is resolved. So you have that meeting at work, right? Or you have a presentation at work you're really anxious about. You have like a deadline you need to get to. You have that argument with a friend. Maybe you guys work it out. That stress, that those feelings you have, whether it's physical feelings, emotional feelings, they usually go away once the problem is solved. Mm-hmm. With anxiety, it usually involves a persistent feeling of apprehension or dread that doesn't go away and interferes with how you live your life. So it interfere, interferes with your daily, daily functioning. Um, which makes sense, right? Because if you can identify what is really stressing you out and then you kind of work through that, whatever the trigger is, and it goes away, okay, cool. You know, like, honestly, sometimes when I think about, like, if you take the example of arguing with a friend, um, I can see that as something that will be triggering for me. But even when, like, maybe the problem's resolved, say I do have a conversation with that friend and we're totally okay again and, you know, we talked, I actually still ruminate about that stuff sometimes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I will continuously kind of question, okay, but is she still mad at me? Or I don't know, is this really, or is it really okay? Um, You know, did I, I know I, oh, I doubt myself. I'm like, you know, I said something that was so mean. I really feel bad about doing that. And I'll still think about it. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. That happens to you. So that obviously I struggle with anxiety, you guys. So it's hard for me just to let things go. Right. Whereas a person who just experiences stress would be like, okay, you know, like that's resolved. We can move on from here. Their brain just kind of like pivots. Yeah. So I think it, it starts with stress for some people. But if you struggle with anxiety, that stress can become anxiety. It kind of sounds like that, right? Yeah. Because everybody... I think it can be a trigger. What Stress can, can maybe be a trigger for the anxiety. Well... Maybe. I mean, I I don't know if I want to use the word trigger in that context because we're so hard to like explain it, but maybe you're right. Like everybody experiences some type of feeling of stress or feeling overwhelmed, right? It's a feeling. Yeah. Everyone experiences that at some point. Um, maybe, yeah, yeah. I, maybe certain types of situations make it harder for someone to feel like they can resolve that feeling of whatever the physical feelings are attached to it. So actually, let me get to that because stress and anxiety actually do overlap. Here's how they overlap, okay? Both stress and anxiety can affect your mind and body, of course. And some symptoms that overlap with stress and anxiety are excessive worry, uneasiness, tension in your body, headaches, body pain, high blood pressure, loss of sleep, all those fun things (laughs) that I'm sure... If you're listening to this, you've felt before. Um, so sometimes, you know, that gets so confusing, right? Right. 
like how do you actually identify what stress? So I think what's what's the physical symptoms very overlap a lot more. And sometimes you do excessively worry when you're stressed out. But remember, feeling stressed is very short term. And it usually is identifiable with a specific trigger. So specific situation that you can identify. Okay, I don't, I argue with with my friend. It's better. Okay, now I'm feeling okay. And it's not ruminating. For me, that situation, even if I know that it's a trigger, it might linger for me. And I might just ruminate on that. And it sometimes can affect my daily life because I'm just thinking about it so much. Does that make sense? Yeah. I found a thing that says anxiety, on the other hand, is an internal response to perceived threats or dangers. It is often caused by negative self-talk. So maybe like that fight with the the friend, uh-huh. you're sitting there and your brain is having that negative self-talk, like it's my fault. Like I, I know she still hates me. She's secretly just acting this way. And then uh, irrational thoughts. Hang on, I'm going to sneeze. That's it. <laughs> Oh my gosh, sorry. Uh, Or post-traumatic experiences. So say you've had a friend in the past too. That's what I mean by like trigger. Like say you had a relationship with a Uh, friend and like you found out like, oh, like she's talking about me behind my back, even though we like reconciled, you know? So it's like one of those things that might, it might bring that up for you in that situation. mm -hmm. Anxiety can be triggered by anything, including the absence of a trigger. Like you said, Um, it can be a persistent feeling of unease, worry, or fear that interferes with daily life. It's interesting. This says stress often triggers a fight or flight response, which prepares the body to respond to a threat. This response can cause physical symptoms. Anxiety, on the other hand, triggers a freeze response, which can cause... Okay, they said that physical symptom difference between stress and anxiety is with stress, it's increased heart rate, muscle tension, and sweating. Anxiety, on the other hand, triggers a freeze response, which can cause physical symptoms like heart palpitations, shortness of breath, and nausea. I find that interesting. Yeah, I'm not sure what that, what information, where you're getting that, because that's not necessarily true. I'm going to, de- yeah, I'm going to debunk that. I agree. <laughs> because, no, I agree. I agree. Yeah. No, I'm going to debunk that. Um, it's not always. This is why you thing. guys, this is why you can't trust Google articles. Everyone has on anything. <laughs> well, I mean, hopefully medical news today. You can, that's where I'm, I'm speaking from. Uh, but, but honestly, I think that what is true is that there is a, um, you're, whenever you're feeling overwhelmed or, um, you're feeling under pressure or you have these sort of physical symptoms responses to either whether you're actually in danger, right? Whether there's a recognized threat or there's not a recognized threat and you're having a perceived threat of danger, your body responds to that. So your sympathetic nervous system is activated whether you're stressed or you're anxious. And so Mm -hmm. that produces the fight, flight, freeze, or fawn response. And so everybody's different in the way that they respond. So I don't necessarily agree with that. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But I do think that what you said about, you know, the ruminating and the negative thoughts, I mean, and how that continuously goes on and on, that is really indicative of anxiety or an anxiety disorder. Um, Mm -hmm. And I mean, that's only one criteria. I'm not, you know, you guys, I'm not, we're not diagnosing on here. It's just like educational. Okay. Don't come at us. Um, but, but I do know, you know, with my education and in my practice that 
um, your body re- does respond and it can respond in some other way. I think it's what's important to remember is that with stress, it is usually short term, right? It's short term. It doesn't really linger. It's an identifiable kind of stressor that's going on and you usually feel better once it's resolved. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's kind of the breakdown of of, but when it comes to the physical symptoms, I feel like there can be a lot of overlap. There's some things mm-hmm. that I found where it's like, you know, there's a Venn diagram that says, okay, stress is more of dizziness and loneliness and nausea and anxiety is more like sweating. Okay, no, I'm sorry. When I'm anxious, I feel nauseous and I feel dizzy sometimes. I, I don't know. So I, I don't know about that. I think, I think, um, I think it's, I think it's also a gray area for a lot of people, right? Like, I was about to say, I feel like there's a lot of people who are listening to this who have struggled with anxiety their whole life. And they're like, what? Like what? Like all I know is anxiety. And I feel like I relate to that. It's like there was never just like a stressful moment in my life. I feel like it's always anxiety. It's like you said, like that fight with the friend. Most people who experience stress, it's over after that situation's over, right? Mm -hmm. But when you're someone who struggles with anxiety, you're ruminating on it. 10 years later, you're still thinking about that issue, right? Like you're laying in bed and you're like, ah, I should have said this differently in that conversation with that friend five years ago. I feel like it's hard to even understand what what is stress. Yeah. No, well, I I love that. And I love your input because I think you're right. I think that's why there's so much... um, and then kind I think of, some people would be like, why is it important to know? Like, to know. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that there's, I think that it's hard because it's so for people that really struggle with intense anxiety or diagnosable, you know, whatever disorder, um, being able to identify when they are on like a road to recovery, being able to identify in certain moments what they might be stressed about and being able to have a relationship with stress and not automatically think they're having an anxiety attack ah. or they're having an anxious spiral can be really helpful. Okay. So, yes. wow. That's you know powerful. I mean? Cause you, cause you are, might be a, someone in the past who has experienced a ton of panic attacks and anxiety. And so the moment you feel stress, which is normal, right? Everybody in this world feels stress. Exactly. You're like, oh no, it's happening again. Exactly. But, but it's like, hey, whoa, let's like recognize, is there a situation? Like what's going on? Oh, I'm experiencing stress. It's okay to feel stress. This will pass. And then once the stress passes, you're like, wow, like, hey, I'm always going to feel stress in life. Like we're never going to not feel stress, right? Yeah, exactly. But it's manageable. 100%. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Because so even think- when you brought the topic up to me, I was like, well, I was like, why does it matter? Oh <laughs> I was like, why gosh. do I need to know? <laughs> yeah. Well, no. So hopefully some people listening are having some aha moments there too, because um, within my, you know, recovery of anxiety, that's actually what's been so powerful for me is, is finding a relationship that I can have with the feeling and the emotion of being scared or being worried that those are totally regular emotions that every single person has. But just because I'm feeling either, you know, stressed, right. That's a feeling. Um, but most of the time when people are feeling stressed, there's probably worried about something or they're maybe scared of something and you can have those emotions without it leading into like an actual attack or a mm-hmm. spiral, right? Like mm-hmm. you can have a relationship with these emotions and it be and and you can recover from them and you can manage them. 
And it doesn't mean you're failing in your recovery. Are you sick and tired of healthcare not caring about you as an individual, but rather a part of a group? Yep. I know I am. I am not like the average person. I am truly passionate about preventative and extra testing and individualization because if there's anything about struggling with mental illness that has taught me is that recovery and treatment is not a one-size-fits-all. Neither should your healthcare be. Q Wild Health's fully personalized precision medicine service. Offering healthcare that's tailored to your unique genetic makeup, lifestyle, and health goals. It will not only help you achieve your specific goals, but also completely transform your health and well-being. How Wild Health works is you start by doing Wild Health's proprietary genetic test, a comprehensive blood panel, and a thorough medical intake. From all that data, you receive a 50-page personal health report detailing your ideal nutrition, exercise, and recovery plan, as well as your neurobehavioral and microbiome health and genetic risk for chronic disease. They also have a premium program that goes a step further, developed for top executives, professional athletes, and high performers. The premium membership includes over 15 specialized testing options like epigenetic age test, coronary CT scan, full body MRI, and the DEXA scan. You'll work with your physician to determine which exams are most relevant to you and your goals. One step above that is Wild Health's Premium Apex Program. Members are equipped with a full care team made up of industries, leading providers, board-certified medicine physicians, accredited health coaches, executive care coordinators, registered dietitians, exercise coaches, and more. Now, You might be asking yourself, is this really worth it? Well, if you're anything like me, always wanting to go above and beyond to improve your overall well-being, then this is it for you. Better yet, Wild Health just opened 10 spots in their premium program for Anxiety Chicks listeners. So if you've been searching for a better alternative to traditional healthcare and want to take your health to new heights, look no further. Visit www.wildhealth.com slash premium to apply for membership. So you know when 11 a.m. hits and it's not quite lunch yet, but you're so freaking hungry and you don't want to eat your lunch yet because then you'll be starving again around three and all you really want is just a little snack, but you've been trying to eat healthy and all there is is donuts in the snack room or the break room at your job or maybe even in your kitchen. Ugh, okay. So you just want something to snack on. Well, I got you. You have to try nuts.com. Whether you're looking for a quick healthy snack for the office or you want to stock your snack drawer at home with healthy or maybe not so healthy, but delicious treats, nuts.com has got you covered. Nuts.com is your one-stop shop for freshly roasted nuts, dry fruit, sweets, Pantry staples like flowers and more, their wide selection means there's something for everyone. It's crazy because before I actually tried nuts.com, I was like, okay, I like nuts, but I don't need a bunch of nuts. I have my favorites that I could get, but I don't need to like order a whole surplus of nuts. And honestly, when I heard nuts.com has more than just nuts, I thought, oh, okay, 
they sell so many different types of snacks. And I thought to myself, okay, let me see what's going on here. They have gummy bears. They have olives. They have popcorn. They have saltwater taffy. Also, you're going to die. They have chocolate-covered espresso beans. I mean, what? One of my favorite was the um, dried mango. I was trying to think because it's so good. I finished it within literally two days. The dried mango is delicious. And I love a company that keeps tradition. Since 1929, Nuts.com has been doing it the old-fashioned way by roasting their nuts and popping their corn the same day it ships. So you get everything totally fresh. Right now, Nuts.com is offering new customers a free gift with purchase and free shipping on orders of $29 or more at Nuts.com slash chicks. So go check out all of the delicious options at nuts.com slash anxiety chicks. You'll receive a free gift and free shipping when you spend $29 or more. That's nuts.com slash anxiety chicks. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Oh my gosh. Failing it actually means you're part of life. Yeah. And learning how to manage those moments actually, yeah. I don't like to use the word failure in anything because it's such a negative word. But, um, and I feel like so many people with anxiety have this core belief like I'm a failure, you know? Yeah. So, you know, just healing is not linear at all. So, especially with mental health, there's never any failing with with mental health recovery. You know, there, there could be some setbacks. Um, you know, there could be some relapses, there could be that, but it does never, ever means that you're feeling, failing, you know? Right. Um, yeah. So I think that's why it's important to know the difference. Um, and I think that that's something that, you know, just by listening to this episode, you're going to just, you know, this week be like, Ooh, now I'm stressed. I'm totally good now. No, you're not, <laughs> you're not going to just listen to this episode and then you're just going to be able to like, you know, shift that pattern in your mind because things come up. So, for me, there's parts of my life where I'm much more aware of what I'm stressed about. And it doesn't and it doesn't last. Like, okay, yeah. I mean that that, you know, sometimes with when I think about my grief with my dad, right? You know, passing away, my grief and anxiety have been very connected the past like eight months to a year. Yeah. And some days I totally identify like I'm crying and I'm sad and I'm feeling really anxious and lonely because I'm thinking about my dad. I'm thinking about other people dying. I just have these thoughts, right, that are ruminating. Right. But 
I can manage them a little bit better. And I allow myself to, to feel those feelings. I allow myself to be a little bit scared about things, but it, I'm able to kind of, I'm able to not have that ruminate and, and continue with my day for a long time like I used to. Um, but then there's some other situations where I'm still str- like with my health, like health anxiety stuff. I mm-hmm. struggling with that. Um, anyway, the good thing is, is that there's a lot of good ways to manage stress and anxiety. And we've talked a lot about a lot of ways to treat it. Um, mm-hmm on this podcast, please go listen to all our episodes. Um, we have an episode that's great about, you know, creating a healing toolkit, Mm -hmm. um, which is my, you know, one of my biggest recovery treatments for myself is my toolkit and my healing toolkit, which is why I wrote the anxiety. Episode 82. Episode 82. Creating an effective anxiety healing toolkit. Yes. Go listen to episode 82. Um, because that is going to be so healing for anyone that has stressed or has anxiety. Like it's, you know, um, because they both can be managed kind of the same way. So this is what's interesting because for medical news today, as I'm reading like the treatment and management, um, section and what they advise is first and foremost, practicing relaxation strategies. So that's a huge part of my toolkit. And in the Anxiety Healer's Guide in my book, you can work on hundreds of different strategies that help calm your nervous system and activate the parasympathetic nervous system, which is the rest and digest, right? That's going to really help calm your body. Um, And they suggest things that we've talked about over and over again on here, which you can never hear something too many times, right? When it comes to recovery. So breathing exercises, um, meditation, or focusing on some type of word that's very soothing, right? Like what's Mm -hmm. a soothing word for you? Maybe it's calm or maybe it's peace or maybe it's the beach. I don't know, whatever soothing word. Um, Visualizations. I have a whole chapter about that in my book. So visualizing a tranquil scene or tr- visualizing yourself in a meadow or somewhere that's calm for you. Maybe it's in your bedroom. Honestly, a lot of people love their bed and their bedroom is calming for them. Um, doing yoga, doing Tai Chi, you know, um, trying to sl- with your breathing exercise, counting. Um, my gosh, there's just so many different, um, you know, you've heard me talk about EFT tapping on here. That's very calming. Um I go to acupuncture. That's not something like in the moment, obviously you can do, but that's really good for your mind and your body. If you want to try that, um, something I love called progressive muscle relaxation is incredible for the muscles. Um, and I'll put the, I'll put the link to my book in the show notes and you can just like check it out because, and I talk about all this stuff on my Instagram page to you guys. And so does Taylor. Um, are there any re- relaxation strategies that work for you? I know you've talked about some before, but remind me and the, and the people listening. Those, I like to like schedule like 10 minute breaks throughout my day where I can just like go and utilize my anxiety healing toolkit. So I'll just kind of do the things I know. I, I like go through the list in my head of what helps me and get those things done. And then I always feel just way more refreshed when I come back to like a client or something I have to get done. And that's just what really helps me. Like when I go to plan my day, I'm always scheduling in 
10 to 15 little minute breaks because when I have like a full schedule that overwhelms me. Mm. And so when I can just even sneak in like five to 10 minutes, just yeah. like with me, myself and I to do the things that help me. Yeah. That's what really helps me. I love that. So see, that's such a good example of how you are making sure that you implement mm-hmm. all the tools, like some of the tools in your toolkit every day. You're not just, you're not just waiting until you're in this anxiety spiral to try and practice these things. And that's the most important thing is to really- no, I'm not, that's like not even feeling anxious or stressed. You know, that's like wanting to prevent that feeling. Preventative, 100%. Yeah. That's, and that's the, honestly, that's a big reason why the toolkit is so important. It's to mm-hmm. know how to implement a lot of these things into your daily life. That's what's really going to regulate the nervous system. Um, another thing that's amazing is moving your body or exercise. Right, physical activity can help people combat stressful situations. This might be a brisk walk, going for a bike ride, going for a run, doing yoga. Um, you know, any type of movement that you can do with your body, right? Yeah. Um, I understand not everyone has that opportunity, right? Mm-hmm. Some people might not be able to move certain parts of their body, but even if you have someone that can help you do that, yeah, it can be so healing. Um, I think I talked about this before a little bit, but we have a yoga studio right near me that has something called adaptive yoga. And so maybe just kind of like search that out in your area and see if there's any yoga studios that have something called adaptive yoga, um, which is amazing. So that's a huge part of my toolkit, which I talk about all the time. Broken record is going out in nature and walking. Um, What do you, what's your, what do you like to do for movement? Oh, geez. I do like three to four hours of pickleball a day, guys. Oh, right. It's a pickle, of course. <laughs> Which has helped me a lot. Like it is the best distraction from life, stress, worry. Yeah. I just love the community. Like it, And I've always struggled with social anxiety. So getting into something with like community and distraction. Uh, for me, I never connected with yoga. And I know that a lot of people feel frustrated by that. Like they're like, I just don't feel relaxed in yoga. Yeah. Like I almost prefer like an activity where I'm so distracted the whole time that I'm having such a good time. I'm not even like thinking about anything, you know, it's weird. It's a, you know, and everybody, different things help, different things help everybody differently, you know? And so it's funny how I've given yoga so many chances and I've, I've tried all the different ones. And I don't know, I think I also had that like traumatic experience in that hot yoga class. And so it's just like, I don't correlate the yoga room with peace. Mm, you know what I mean? Shame. Well, I, you know, it's so funny. I was just thinking as someone who like has been on retreat, like I'm a huge yogi. Yeah. So many times when people tell me that it's because they've either had a really bad experience at a yoga studio. Yeah. Um, or their brain is just so, so active that it is like painful for them to, to try and sit and be still. And yeah. that's not the healthiest thing either, but, um, which is why if you were able to find like a really good studio again, you'd probably be able to learn and love it. Like yeah. I didn't find the studio that I have now. I went to probably 10 to 20 different ones when I lived all around. And until I found this one is when I, I really, so it can make or break kind of the way you think about right. it. Right. Um, I think I, I thrive off of those endorphins when I get a good sweat and like high heart rate in, which is crazy. Cause I used to have so much fear over exercising. Yeah. And so it's like, it's, I've come so far, you know, like 
oh my gosh, I played a tournament on Saturday and it was 105 degree index. Oh my gosh. Okay. That's we, we were like, hard. no, we were like near <laughs> death. Like I was like, this is not healthy. Like, but I was so proud of myself because I finished. Oh yeah. We meddled and I didn't get anxious. And I was like, God, you know, like three years ago, I would have been so anxious in this moment. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that is incredible. I mean, I'm anxious yeah. just thinking Heat's about the heat. Huge for, trigger. Oh my God. Me. me too. Me too. Yeah. I never huge do hot trigger. yoga ever. No. No. Yeah, exactly. Like hot yoga. I passed out. Like I was no. like, so just seeing how far I've come, it's like, wow, that's amazing. Yeah. And I would not recommend hot yoga for anyone no, that has never age. done it no. before. <laughs> like anyone that's never done, like wants to try, do not do that. Do like no. a basics class. Restorative. And your and your studio. Yeah. Anyway, I could go on no. about yoga. If anyone has any questions. And, and about- also, also don't take a even basics or restorative yoga class right after a hot yoga class. It was in that classroom. Have you ever had that happen? I've, some I've studios, literally never done hot yoga. I don't. It's not no, but like my thing. some studios, they have hot yoga and then they'll have like a basics class after and it's not hot yoga, but the room is still hot. Interesting. Do you know what no. I mean? Yeah. So yeah. you want to, if anyone has any questions about like starting their yoga journey, DM me because I will give you what you need to do, but because you need to find also, a certain I don't know type about of studio. You, in this area, it's so expensive. Um, it's not too bad here. No, it's bad. But here. I mean, I, again, when it comes to my like anxiety, it doesn't for me. I I have like a whole like savings of just for anxiety things that I need to do, whether it's for my health, like my mental health or physical health. I feel like I just like try to at least have like a whole bank just for that that I'm gonna need to like spend money on because it's worth it for me, honestly. Right. So, um, okay. So the next. The next uh, tip is something we're not going to spend too much time on because I literally feel like I preach about this every single time. And you guys are like, shut up, Allie, um, talking about it. <laughs> so going to a therapist. Um, yeah. You don't need to – I don't, I, I want to make sure you know that like if you're feeling stressed out, you don't need – you can go see a therapist whenever you want, basically. You don't need to just, I, I don't want you to listen to this episode and think, oh, well, I'm just stressed. So whatever, maybe I don't, you know, need to talk to a therapist whenever you want. I mean, you're stressed, you're anxious, who cares? You know, like, I think everyone, you guys know this, should be assigned with a therapist, like a doctor, like a medical, like a primary care doctor when they're born, you know, like talk to someone, you know, I think there's so much value in that. Of course, we talk about that all the time. Um, and then there's a couple other ways that the Anxiety and Depression Association of America, there's a couple different things that they advise that, advise that people look after with their mind and their body and what some action steps they can take. And they suggest to learn to accept that they cannot control everything. Ha ha. Easier said than done. Um try and kind of settle for their best rather than aim for perfection. We all know how perfection plays a part in anxiety for sure. Learn what triggers your stress and anxiety. Um, Limiting caffeine and limiting alcohol can be really helpful. Eating well-balanced meals, trying to get enough sleep if you can, and just moving your body. So some of those things, all of these things are good whether you're stressed and whether you're anxious. But I think just knowing the difference a little bit can be really powerful. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. 
Short, sweet, Short, to the point. Short, sweet, to the point, guys. Yeah. So let us know if you have any, um, you know, I don't know. I'm curious if you have any comments about this topic. Feel free to email us at theanxietychicks at gmail.com. You can DM me at the anxiety healer, Taylor at health underscore anxiety, or of course at the anxiety chicks on Instagram. And um, yeah, this was so, this was such an informative session. session. Oh my God, it feels like a therapy session. (laughs) I love this is like my Freudian slip. I'm like, feels like a session. Are you guys, I hope you enjoyed this therapy session. Yeah. We all, uh, everyone Venmo Allie at, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, no. Um, anyway, hope this was helpful, you guys. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.